Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss magnetic fields for muscle health, new updates to Apple Watch, and respiratory effects of e-cigarettes. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 62 for the week of December 7th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Alex Ross. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is W21.210A, struck by ice hockey stick, initial encounter. Oh, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Sorry, uh, let me try that again. <clears throat> oh, it's it's a great time of year there, don't you know? Hey. Because <laughs> up here in the UP, it's time to play some hockey. The UP. <laughs> we all got out our garden hoses, eh? And we uh, we opened them up into the road and created mm-hmm. a nice little skating rink right here in our neighborhood there, eh? <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. One of my favorite traditions in the winter winter time. Oh, yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, with hockey and uh, street hockey specifically, there are no rules. Um, And, you know, some people will claim that it was a high sticking, but frankly, my face just looked like a puck. Uh, I think Mm. that's probably what it was. Um, and, And I can't blame him. So I don't hold any ill will. Yeah, I was on the ground for most of the game. Sure, that's true. Because uh, I don't know how to skate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's how it happened there. Uh, wow. But I will Very say interesting that story there. <laughs> the, the nice thing is that now I know where my hockey stick is and I can use it to clear off my car in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the news. First up, we have could this magnetic field process stick? Scientists have discovered a molecule that can promote muscle health when subjected to weak magnetic fields. This process may mimic some effects of exercise. The team is hopeful that the technique can be used to stimulate muscle recovery for aging and disease patients. They focus on a protein called TRPC1. Muscle cells were unresponsive to any magnetic field when the researchers removed this protein, but the cells were magnetically sensitive again when the protein was inserted. Scientists hope that using pulsed magnetic fields to stimulate some efforts of exercise will benefit patients with muscle injury, stroke, and frailty as a result of aging. All right, one of two things are going to happen here. Either Mm -hmm. this is going to be a super beneficial breakthrough in terms of recovery and physical therapy, or we're going to have some unscrupulous companies start producing uh, magneto exercisers where you just sit there and (laughs) get a six-pack within 30 days. That's where my (laughs) mind immediately went to because there is that thing in like, I don't know, the 30s or 50s, somewhere between there where it was Mm -hmm. like a belt and you stood up and it just jiggled you around. (laughs) Have you seen those things? Yeah, I I think the concept of it was that you would like naturally kind of resist that movement and that was where the exercise came from. (laughs) Yeah. However, it was very silly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think this is going to be the same type of deal. I have a feeling that even if this doesn't actually end up being helpful, is that's still going to happen regardless. I feel like a lot of people might fall for it, and it may end up becoming one of those fads. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, only mean, time will tell. It sounds like it could be pretty beneficial, just generally. So Yeah, hopefully. For, hopefully especially hopefully. they reference things like muscle injury and stroke. I'm thinking of you know, temporary paralysis as you're recovering from a spinal injury. 
often the the after effects of that with kind right. of the atrophy that your muscles go through can mm-hmm. be almost as bad. And so having right. either some way to exercise that while you can't physically use it or or move it around or something to help with that recovery, I think that's pretty pretty cool. Agreed, agreed. Next up, it's probably almost time for a new Apple Watch. Apple may be looking at the potential for continuous blood pressure monitoring with its Apple Watch. It already reads heart rate continuously through the day, but only reads blood pressure through third-party apps and external devices. This is inconvenient for watch users, but Apple's patents for health monitoring features suggest that blood pressure monitoring can be built into the watch itself and monitor levels without interruption. By being able to monitor one's blood pressure continuously, it could help doctors and emergency responders better understand what's happening to a patient. We're moving into this dystopian future where everybody's going to be wearing their health on their arm. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, wearables. Conspiracy theorist, but (laughs) I feel like one of the things we always talk about is wearables and how they're improving their capabilities. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if there's really an end to their improvement of capabilities. I feel like eventually, maybe you know, Apple Watches will also be um, an ECG machine and you know, bring people back to life. That would be kind of impressive for how small the battery is. <laughs> I think you never know, I, man. It could happen. I, I do think batteries are getting AED, stronger correct? too. You meant huh? AED? Yeah, I meant that. My bad. ECG just monitors heart rate, which obviously we'd love to see that as well, other than just basic pulse and pressure. Is it ECG um, or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think yeah. ECG is for heart. There's or, also or it EKG. Which is the I, same thing as the ECG. This is, this is just making it pretty obvious that we are not medical professionals. ABC is also the same as DEF. So, really? You know. Mm-hmm. Is that the same as GHI? Yes. Cool. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Let's move on. <laughs> Next up, a healthy alternative shouldn't have these risks. A new study is one of the first to look at vaping in a large number of otherwise healthy people over time. It examined the effects of e-cigarette use independently from using other tobacco products. To make sure the findings were not accounting for cigarette smokers who switched to e-cigarettes, the researchers only included those who reported no respiratory issues when they started the survey. Adjusting for other variables and demographic factors, the researchers found that former e-cigarette use was associated with a 21% increase in respiratory disease. Current use was associated with a 43% increase. This included a 33% increase in chronic bronchitis, 68% increase in emphysema risk, 57% increase in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and 31% increase in asthma. You got all those percentages down, Alex? No, I will not remember any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Great, because I'm going to sum this up for you. Basically, if you smoke e-cigarettes, you pretty much have the same exact health problems that you could face if you smoke cigarettes or any other tobacco products is pretty much what I'm gathering. Right. And and it doesn't seem that they're trying to compare the two necessarily. It's more so mm-hmm. non-use at all versus use. Um, I'm trying to see where... So this study came out of Boston University. Right. Um, this is what I love. When I go to look at the source, they just source another news article that's referencing this. <laughs> I love it. Right. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, got to build up those backlinks. You know how it is. Boston University School of Public Health. 
Um, I, I, I should also, we should recognize that in this study, though, it is self-reported. Mm-hmm. So it could skew results in, in any way, right? This is saying, do you use this? Okay, did you experience any of these diseases or did you become diagnosed with any of these? So it, it's really a preliminary study in the sense right. that it gives us a, a starting point, but it doesn't necessarily prove the exact link between e-cigarettes and these lung diseases just that there is an increased risk and we know that that's not new information obviously from the dawn of time not really (laughs) but we've (laughs) known the beginning of the times breathing (laughs) stuff that's not air has negative health effects yeah i mean people are like oh it's water vapor but also i mean introducing water vapor to your lungs can also increase pneumonia is what i've heard i mean obviously i'm not a doctor but it makes sense because pneumonia is essentially liquid in your lungs. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it makes sense that there's a lot of uh, health, risk, health risks involved with smoking e-cigarettes. And with that, let's get on to our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol, where we talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, how doers get more for their data. The Florida Attorney General has reached a $17.5 million agreement with Home Depot after it suffered a 2014 data breach. A multi-state investigation revealed that the breach exposed payment card information of around 40 million customers nationwide. It occurred when hackers gained access to Home Depot's network and deployed malware on the company's self-checkout point of sale. The malware allowed hackers to obtain payment card information of customers that used self-checkout lanes from April 2014 to September 2014. In addition to the payment to states, Home Depot agreed to implement and maintain a series of data security practices to strengthen its information security program and safeguard personal information of customers. So This is like a software skimmer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. My question is... (laughs) What do you think the demographic of those 40 million customers are? Uh, people who own homes. Oh, I was going to say like middle-aged dads with like tape uh, measures. Uh, <laughs> like, you ever go into like a, a Home Depot and you walk in and you're just trying to pick up like something and there's like all these dads with like the, the pencil behind their ear. They got tape measure belts. They got like 15 tape measures. They're just hey, hey, essentially doing like aerobics. To like measure these planks of wood, <laughs> it's, right? It's a, it's a, uh, you know, if you if you've never been to a hardware store and you go there for the first time, it's kind of a circus, and it's like, holy cow! And it's then you get lost, people. and you're like, maybe I should buy some paint, <laughs> and you end up at home with 15 paint chips, sticking them on the wall, going, hmm, you know, I wasn't yeah. thinking about painting the wall, but kind yeah. of think this, of it, mint. But this chartreuse is looking pretty nice, which this accent. <laughs> maybe i could do an accent wall <laughs> why not <laughs> uh but yeah i mean that, i mean this goes back to everything that we've said in previous podcasts where stealing um payment card information is scary stuff and it also takes a long time for the government to investigate and come up with a conclusion on a breach that is massive such as this one so this happened all the way in 2014 now six years later and they've come up with what what they're doing so yeah like i said it's like an e-skimmer yep 
you go to your gas station, you stick your card in, there's that little device that steals your credit card information. Same thing going on here. And frankly, their system should have been protected against this kind of thing. Yep. That That's Agreed. like a pretty obvious thing that you should do. Mm-hmm. So I, agree. I, I think that's why they ended up being found liable because it's like, really? You didn't have any protections against this? You couldn't detect it for months <laughs> at all? Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Home Depot, watch out. Stay safe, middle-aged dads. Next up, sending all the right signals to attract hackers. American network equipment vendor Belden faced a security breach after hackers gained access to a limited number of its file servers. The company's IT personnel detected unusual activity involving the compromised servers. An investigation found that the hackers copied data from some current and former employees, as well as limited company information regarding some business partners. Belden is notifying customers and employees whose data it believes was exposed. The attack didn't impact manufacturing plants, quality control operations, or shipping. Oh, thank goodness my devices that I ordered for Christmas presents will make it on time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm so glad that that, that shipping volume wasn't uh, compromised at all. I mean, it's, right. It's, it's, it's big. It's big, especially this time of year. As we protect you know? that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> at all costs. At all yeah, costs. Especially this time of year. <laughs> this is just another vague breach where they're like, uh, you know, something happened, but we're not really sure or we're not telling you because it's too early to really come to a conclusion and save face. Right. Right. And it seems pretty, pretty standard in terms of just breach, stolen data. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. I I hate to say it, but that's kind of the the trend with breaches like this. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, that's essentially what it is. Unless there's like a government entity involved. It's like if it's like a healthcare company or something like that, then usually, I mean, that's what it ends up being is. Well, here's uh here's some pr- privacy protection for the future. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like there's usually some kind of fine or something associated with it, but you yeah. know, in general, it's kind of like, ah, sorry, your data. <laughs> Good luck. Here's uh here's LifeLock for you for a year. Because nobody <laughs> yeah, will after that the year out. after the year, it's on you. Here's here it is for free, but you got to put your credit card in. So then a year from now, when you forget about it, you're gonna get charged thirty dollars a month. That's my favorite part. When the free part expires and you forget to cancel it. That's how, they, that's how they get you. That's how they get everybody. I'm starting to think that maybe LifeLock is the one who's... <laughs> that would be something. It turns out the companies that are protecting your privacy are also the ones who are exposing your data. So well, nothing really happens to your data. They just kind of they... <laughs> expose it and then get rid of it. And then after that, you, hoping, they just make money off of you. Right. Hope you keep that subscription. And the best part is if you have LifeLock and one of the hackers like hits your account and they cross-reference it and they're like, oh, this is a LifeLock customer. Then they send you an email that says, we blocked an attack. And you're like, wow, <laughs> thank you. Like, wow, thank you so much. <laughs> We're just kidding. Uh, LifeLock, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, obviously. That's this a is joke. Not, <laughs> not true. We're joking. Okay. All right. Next up, these hackers deserved a red card. Manchester United's computer system was attacked in late November. The soccer club's IT defense system brought the issue under control immediately, but it may still affect its scouting operation in January. Manchester United fears that confidential material regarding player targets and ongoing scouting missions may have been compromised in the sophisticated attack. Forensic cyber experts are still investigating, 
what the hackers may have obtained during their operation. This is, I feel like this might just be like a feverish fan who's like, I need to figure out Manchester United and who they're scouting next because I really, really want to know. <laughs> it's, it's just someone who owns a soccer blog. <laughs> they yeah, want to exactly. They want to make their predictions, but they don't want to be wrong. <laughs> it could either be that, or it could be a competitive soccer team, um, like maybe a rival. Like that could, could kind of sounds like something that happens in the NFL often, where it's like the New England Patriots are doing something that they shouldn't in order to make themselves <laughs> seem a little bit better than others, or to give them a competitive advantage. I could see like Manchester United's rival team, who I have no idea. I just. You know, with soccer teams, I just know like, oh, that team is fly Emirates because of their advertising all over their shirts. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could see a rival team uh, breaching into their scouting reports and then seeing who they're targeting and then based on who they're targeting, either target them harder, the same person, or find someone who has a similar play style and is like a counter to that, to that rival. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm Manchester United. If you're if you're hiring and you need a scout for soccer, I am available. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know anything about soccer. I'm just taking a hunch. I also know nothing about soccer, and that is probably embarrassing to our our listeners the world around. <laughs> yeah, all of our UK and, listeners. And I played soccer. Yeah. I was a soccer player. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Alex Ross. And I'm Matt Moneypenny. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.